Amen. 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 Am I? I'm on. Yes. All right. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Lord, we are so grateful for just another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. It is because of you that we are here. It is because of you that we have our being, our movements, our rational minds. God, it's all because of you, and we are grateful. Oh, God, we ask today, God, that you would once again feed us from your word, oh, God. Oh, God, we don't want to be picky eaters, God. You said to eat the whole roll, not just what we like, God, but, God, what is needed for the nourishment and the growing of our spiritual souls. So we thank you right now that, God, we lend our ear to you right now in the name of Jesus to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are we going to have, um, did I hear yes? Yes. Okay. So young people, go to your classes this morning. I know you're excited about that. Amen. So glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. That I know that it's by his wonderful grace and love that we are all here. That his hand has been on us and kept us. Glad to see you, Michelle. I was praying for you the other night. Glad to see you here. Thank you, Lord, that you're you're pressed. You're pressed. God sees you're pressed. Thank you, God. I want to um, say that our pastor, of course, he would want to be here this morning. This morning, I was like, what are you doing? He was <laughs> up cutting his hair and doing, <laughs> I said, where are you, where are you going? <laughs> oh, if he could have got out that house, y'all, he would be out that house this morning. But for the benefit of the, of the congregation, not Pastor David would be here, but for the benefit of the congregation, he is at home today. Um, we're thanking God that God has kept him and yeah. has kept me. And so some, you know, we always want to calm the quells of the congregation. Uh, I've been tested. So <laughs> one, two, three times. So you guys, so you, so you don't get fear. But we're going to strike that fear. Because you know what I thought about in, in Jesus' day? It was none of that stuff that's going on in this oh, day. Amen. When people were sick, they would walk for miles. And can you imagine that there was all kind of diseases and, and stuff that was in that, in that line of people that was coming, but the people wanted to be healed so bad that, that they didn't care. Excuse me. They didn't care. They were right there. They came. You know, I can just imagine, you know, lepers and, and different, you know, illnesses is there, but the people came. Why did they come? Because they believed. They believed they were going to get healed. And I am looking for this time in our world that the believers are going to be the ones that say, I'm going. You know how he says, I was glad when they said, come to the house of the Lord. Because in the house of the Lord, there's healing. There's deliverance. I'm looking for that day that that is so planted within our spirit. That by the time we hit the door, Hallelujah. healing has yeah, yeah. Because our faith, our faith in God is. Because God is the God who does exactly what he says he will do. 
It's just that our faith has been hit with so many things yeah. that sometimes we're backing all up off of what God says he will do. Remember, our inheritance is the word of God. Our inheritance is the promises of God. The blood of Jesus has not lost its power. I always think to myself, if the blood can't do it, it can't be done. The blood has not lost its power. The only place that the blood loses its power is in our minds. And God has told us the renewing of our mind and the renewing of our mind is, 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 is what God wants us to renew our mind. And there's a scripture that just keeps going through my mind. And I wrote it first. It's been going through my mind all week. And it's in Psalm 62 and 11. And it says, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this. That power belongs to God. God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. I want to say power belongs to God. I want you to say it. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. The God, you guys, that we serve. The God that we're singing about. The God that we worship and raise our hands up to. Power belongs to God. We've given a lot of power to a lot of little G's. <laughs> little G's. And because they haven't come through, we've equated that to the only true and living God. But power belongs to God. And I believe that we are living in a time that Although we see chaos, although we see trouble everywhere, although we see tragedy everywhere, God is still in control. And that power still belongs to God. But I think one of the things is we've learned to talk so much about what's going on than who's in control. So our conversation is all about, did you see that? Did you hear that? Oh, my goodness. What's going? But we forget who's in control of it all. God is in control of everything, everything, everything. There's not one thing in this world that God is not in control of. There's not one thing that moves without God knowing that it's moving. There's not one thing that 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 walks out that God doesn't know. He's not surprised. He's not caught off guard. You know, it always reminds me that we are still those disciples that says, Jesus, why are you sleeping? And we still have that sense that God is sleeping, but God is not asleep. God is waiting for the people of God, just like he was waiting for the disciples to stand up in their authority and their dominion. He's just waiting for us to walk in what he has given us to walk in. He's not, it's like a parent that knows that a child can do something. And the child is like, why aren't you helping me? Why aren't you helping me? And the parents are standing there because I know you can do it. That's right. Come on. 
I know that I've equipped you. I know that I've given you knowledge and wisdom. I know that I've given you the power, the authority to do it. You know, when, when, um, if you've had children and you've had the older one that's home, that's babysitting the children and, 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 and they come and, you know, mom, I can't do this. I can't do that. They won't listen. And then my thing is I've given you the authority to tell them what they're supposed to do. Walk in that authority. God has given us authority, dominion. From the very beginning of the Bible, he's given man authority and dominion. And God wants us to walk in that. He says, power belongs to God. And the funniest thing is that we are God's children. And if power belongs to God, then power belongs to his children that we inherit from our father the same power. And so today we're going to talk about something that I want us to get into our spirit. As we are talking about kingdom, the first thing you're going to have to do is believe the king. A kingdom has a king. And the first thing that you have to do is believe the king. We say we're in the kingdom and that God has transferred us into his kingdom by his rules, his inheritances, his promises. But we're going to have to believe the king. Because if we don't believe the king, it won't matter what he promises us. If I don't believe that he's able to carry it out, it won't matter that because I won't activate those promises because I don't believe in the king. And so today we're going to talk about believe God. Believe God. Yes. Believe God. You know, I see so many things and hear so many things as we um, look and listen in our world is hearing and hearing and hearing. There's so much saying and saying and saying going on. But I want us to believe God. Believe God. In the beginning... It started with God. I am Alpha. And it will end with God. I am Omega. In Revelations 1 and 8, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. He who is and who was and who is to come, the almighty ruler of all. God's letting us know, and we need to soak in that right now. Just let that soak in. I'm the beginning, but not just the beginning. I'm the beginning and the end. And I like how he says, I am the Lord God who is, I am, I am now. I am the God who was, and I am the God who is to come. I feel the whole gamut from A to Z. I am God. I am it all the way from A to Z. I am God, the almighty, not the some mighty, but the almighty God. I am God. I am God. And sometimes we can believe the beginning of a thing. But when we get out in the middle, remember how Peter was. 
When God bid him come, he believed the beginning of it. Come to me. And Peter got off that boat and he started walking. But as he got in the middle and the storm and stuff was, he could see the storm. He got his faith got shaky. But God wants you to know I'm in the middle. I'm the beginning who called you out. I'm in the middle when the storm is crazy and I'm in the end to finish it all. I'm the God Almighty. And God said, as sure as the word of God is that we're reading it, it works like that. God will call us out. And there's a certain sense of, I can do this. I can do this. But the enemy knows that if I bring up a storm, if I, if I bring up some wind, if I bring up, up, up some snow or hail or rain, are you going to still be able? But right there in the middle, God wants to say, this is the important part, y'all. This is the important place of believing him is in the middle of it. In the middle of it. In the middle of it past that when you first felt it, like, yeah, I can do this. I can get off the boat. Oh, I'm walking to Jesus. God says, but right there when you're shaking in your boots, when you're looking all around, God said, get past your feelings and get into your knowing that God is yet right here. I've got to believe God past my, our feelings get in the way. Our feelings and the enemy knows how to hit us with fear and doubt. And so right there we start, is God here? Is God here? Is God? And God says, I'm here. I'm right here. He says that I have power right here in the most scariest of situations, in the most darkest of night. I am right here. I'm still God. I'm still God right in the middle. I don't know where you might be on your journey. You might be starting out and have all the hope of, uh, of excitement that I can do it. Or some of you might be in the middle where things are seeming crazy, chaotic. How am I going to make it? It may seem dark. But God wants you to know, just believe me. Believe Because remember, that, that's the power of it. Because anybody can believe God when things are going good. When things are going your way, when things are going right. But when you can believe God, when things is shaky and, and uncertain and dark, that's what tells the world there's something greater on board than just I believe God. There's really a knowing that there is a God who loves me. There's a God who cares. There's a God who's with me when I'm in the middle. And he's right there with me. And I say to myself, power belongs to God in the middle in the dark power belongs to God you know we we live in a in a world that evokes so much fear and for some of us you know we play with fear and we like scary movies and, and be scared as can be but power belongs to God and we you know a lot of times we play with it but we don't realize that even as we're playing with it we are creating on board this thought pattern of being afraid instead of allowing ourselves to continue to walk in authority and dominion that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, there's so much unsoundness going around because we play with fear. We, we're, we run from things that's not even chasing us because we play with fear. We're, we're constantly, constantly, 
because we play with fear. We, we watch scary things that by the time we finish watching that movie, we can hardly sleep in our own house because we watch something that makes us think something's coming through the wall, through the floor, out of the ceiling. We're, we've made an a atmosphere for fear to take hold. But God said he hasn't given us that spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And he said, believe God. I remember for a long time, because we was in a, a, a deliverance church for 14 years, and it took me a little while to get used to, um, to casting out spirits. And I was more scared of the spirit than I was of God. And I was, so I was, I got to my house and I'd be up studying the word of God and, you know, studying to preach. And I just knew something was behind me. The devil, I was the devil, the devil, the devil. Do you know the devil has no power, but what he is allowed to have. And I remember this one night, I just got so sick and tired of you know, I w it was so funny because what I would do, I would study, and if I felt felt that, whatever it was, I'd run in the room with David, and he would know already. <laughs> Linda, you just need to break. And I remember one night, I was so sick and tired of being afraid, and I just got up, and I just commanded, in the name of Jesus, you will not torment me anymore. I'm studying the word of God. How dare you torment me when I'm studying the word of God? I don't know who you are or what you are in this house, but you got to go now. And I remember that I didn't run into that room anymore, but I could stay up and I could study because I had taken authority. And right. dominion over that fear. And some of us, we need to take dominion and authority over fear, wherever the fear is at, wherever it's at. Sometimes we just walk in fear about what's going to happen next. Uh, we're, we're already projected and assuming something bad's about to happen. And so we're always looking for something to come in our life bad. God said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. We live in this, this time where there is so many diseases, there's COVID, Omicron. I said, I don't know how many other names they're gonna come up with, you know, and we've got to understand this, is that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Because there's so many people that are locked up, locked in because of fear. And if we're locked up, locked in, how are we going to be the ambassadors of Christ? How are we going to represent Christ? How are we going to, when, when uh, you know, in the old days, it's different, a little different now. It should be the same, but a little different now. Our pastors were called out into homes. And you had to go into homes and you had to pray for the sick. When, when I was coming up, our pastors went into the homes. They prayed for the sick. We had mumps, measles, all that stuff. And our pastor was right there praying for us. Where would we be? We've got into such a society now that, you know, we're so afraid. But Jesus was not afraid. Jesus went out right where people were touched. And you know what we'll say? But I'm not Jesus. But let me give you some information this morning. That you have the spirit of God within. The same power that got Jesus up out the grave is the same power 
that's living in me, that's living in you. And we've got to start thinking that way. The same power that there's so many things we're scared of. We're scared of the man on the street. He might kill us. Oh, we, we can't go up to this person and witness to that person because he's a junkie. He's a drug addict. He might. The same power. The resurrection power that got Jesus up out the grave. That same power is living in us. And we've got to believe God. And I know everything that, you know, because there's those, those scenarios, but you know, you better pray. You better make sure God told you to go up to that one. You better see, it, it, we, we do that really quick so we can backpedal out of go ye therefore. We have all the, but God is saying, wait a minute. I am with you. The very fact that Jesus could do that was what made him God, was what made people know, wait, there's a power within him that's greater than power that we normally see. Because Jesus was not afraid. He wasn't afraid of the people that talk bad about him. He wasn't afraid of the sick. He wasn't afraid of the demonic. He was not afraid. He was not afraid because it was his call, the great calling was he, I'm chosen for this. This is why I came. I'm chosen to heal the sick. I'm chosen to cast out the devils. I'm chosen. And so are we. Say, so am I. So am I. God wants us to believe him. In Genesis, in the first chapter of Genesis, this is what we find. It says, in the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hoovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, and God said, let there be light. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. It says, in the beginning, God not man, not whatever people come up with, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it let us know the conditions that the earth was without form. It didn't have no form. It was void of anything. There wasn't anything at all here. And it says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then it says this, then God said then God said let there be and it became let there be and when I was reading my amplified version of the Bible 29 verses of let there be and it becoming let there be light let there there be water let let the 29 verses of let there be and once God said let there be it is. And God said, and his spoken creative word caused everything that he said, that he said to come to pass. 
Today, there's a lot of saying going on. A lot of saying going on. And God is letting us all know that because there's so much saying going on, there's an absolute need for more praying. Because so many people are saying, let there be, let there be, let there be. And we as God's people, we cannot get our ears tuned to everybody's let there be. We find ourselves, we turn on the news, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be. Let there be let, and we are all consumed in, 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 in what man is saying, let there be. But the word of God is what, is what we need to determine the let there be vibe, the word of God. And also we need a lot of praying because right in that same book of Genesis, we find out God did let there be, let there be, let there be, and it became. But we also find out that there was another little sly devil that he came and he started talking. And if find in Genesis 3 and 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. Now he starts talking. And the strangest thing is that to me, it just seemed, when I look back, I was thinking, Hmm. Did the birds talk? Did any of the other animals talk? Why was this not strange? Why was this not something that said, this is off? But it says, then the serpent, it says that he said, now God has said, and God has said, and God has said, and now it says, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Now the serpent, he begins to talk. And if we're not careful and understand today in our life that God says, but the serpent still is saying. And we need to understand that if we don't know what God said, if we don't really know what God said, the enemy is going to bring a question mark to a statement. God made a statement and the enemy brings a question mark. The question mark is all for us to question, to doubt, to wonder. Did God really say that God makes statements? Thou shall not. The enemy is, did God say thou shall not? We have to understand whose voice that we are listening to. And if we're not, don't know the voice of the word of God, which you guys, the word of God can't be just Sunday morning. It just can't be this Sunday morning meal. It has to be that we're constantly, constantly going back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We are in the word for ourselves. We are feeding the word that has become so familiar to us that when the enemy begins to question it, we have a, it is written. It, this is what God said. It is written. But when we don't, then the enemy has a way to come back in and bring that doubt in our mind. In Revelations 3 and 6, it says this, he that hath an ear, not just the ear on this side of your face. That's not just that ear sitting here on the side of your face. It's that has an ear that can hear, that 
functions more than the fleshly ear that's sitting on the side of your face. It says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Amen. A lot of times, we, we've known it ever since we were children, that we can tune stuff out and, and things can be said, and we, we didn't hear it when, when, when your mom said, now what did I say? You're like, uh, I know what you said. What, what, I know what you said. I don't, you really don't know. And sometimes even if you can verbalize it back doesn't mean that you really have heard it unto understanding. It means I can verbalize what you said, but I don't understand what you said. Or I choose not to understand. We can do that. I choose not to understand what you said. But God is not talking about that kind of hearing where we block it out or we choose. Not. He's saying he that is able to really hear, okay, then hear what the spirit is. is there's, when the word of God comes, it's, it's beyond just those words. Those words are spirit and they are life. And God wants the spirit. Hear what the spirit is telling us. Listen with an ear to hear what the spirit of God is trying to articulate to you this morning. Hear, listen, take heed. That's how you know you really heard because you take heed. When I really hear something, I take heed. When mom says stop, how she knows that I heard is that I stop. Right. If I keep on going, she knows that I really haven't heard or I'm really don't care to count that as valuable. But God wants us every time we come to the word of God, whether it be in the house of God, whether it comes comes in prayer, whether it comes when you're in your house opening up the word of God. God wants you to hear and take heed. There's so much word that's that in this day and time we have no excuse. We have no excuse to be lost. We have no excuse to, to be um, weak or, or in any area because there's so much. It's not like the word is hidden from us. There's just so much word you can turn on and there's word, 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 word. But are we really listening? And God wants us to listen so that we can believe him. See, Satan fears that if we really listen, that the church of the living God, not this building, but the church, me and you, we will gain back our confidence. And we will trust God in every area of our life. That's what the biggest fear of Satan is, because all, his biggest aim is to make us doubt God and not trust God, not believe God. And he just his fear is, is if, if they gain back their confidence, they're going to stand in their dominion and they're going to walk in their authority. And man, I'm going down. We have to realize that that is why he comes after us so hard. And he says so many things and he crowds our minds. You know, um, I was at a funeral yesterday of a dear pastor. And one of the things that blessed my heart and constantly blesses my heart when I go to the home gun, home gun, going of people that trust and believe God is is a person that is avid about being a soul winner and is avid about their purpose their purpose we have a purpose 
We have a purpose to please God, to share the news of the kingdom of God. Do you guys realize that if there was no purpose, then once once we came up to the altar and says, I accept you, Lord, and Jesus, you know, as my Lord and Savior, God takes us home, takes us home. If there was no other purpose but for us to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord. But the purpose is bigger than that because Jesus said it is expedient that I go away so that when he was on this earth, it was just him and the disciples spreading the word. But he says, if I go away, I will come again and I will be in you and I will be in all of you. And so the gospel will get out until every nation. That was his whole purpose was that the gospel would be spread through all of us that are believers. So the purpose is not just I give you my life, God. Uh, uh, you know, I repent of my sins. I give you my life. I love you, Jesus. Take me to heaven. No, we have a purpose, and the purpose is to spread the good news of the kingdom, and God wanted us to, to be spreaders, right? He wanted it to be contagious. He wanted it to get out, and the enemy knows that if he stops our confidence in God, then we are weak, and we won't tell people about God. You know, there's so many people that because their purpose is that they would have a good, this is what they feel. I gave my life to Christ, and now I'm supposed to have a big house, ooh, a, fine, a fine wife, some beautiful kids, a big check, and, when those, and a healthy body. Now, when those things do not happen, we get very upset. We think, oh, I didn't buy in for this. But in the, in the real deal is that we are supposed to have a big heart that knows a big God that has compassion that no man would perish and that he is using all of us to make sure that other people know about the big God who loves him so much that he went to the cross and has a better way of living and that he wants us to be contagious in that. Because remember, all of the stuff that we want, it is not going, it's not in the hearse. Even when I was at the funeral, everything that, that uh, my friend had attained on this earth, none of that, none of that went to the grave. None of it was dropped in the hole. None of it goes with him. The only thing that goes with him is what he's done for Christ. That's, all, that's what's going to last is what he's done for Christ. But the beautiful thing is when you, you know, at this funeral, I, I got a little segue off of that. When we went to the funeral, is to hear everyone that got up was how Pastor Rick was such an evangelist. Such a, his whole thing was to tell somebody about Jesus, to get Jesus, I mean, up to him having cancer and his body going down, still. Still, even in that cancer state, was to make sure that they knew about Jesus. Make sure that you knew about the Lord and Savior. I think the most beautiful testimony to me was there's a, 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 a sheriff, a, a sheriff um, that he actually found out about the sheriff that was going through some things. Now, now, um, Pastor Rick wasn't a sheriff. He or are on the police force, any of those things. But he, he, was, he was a youth pastor when we first met him. But what blessed my heart was how the sheriff said that um, he was going through some things and, 
and a man on his job recommended. He says, oh, I know just the man for you. And so this, he's not a sheriff or anything, but he said, Pastor, he, he's in his sheriff car, and there comes a knock at his window. And he said he looks at his window, and he says, um, I'm here. I'm here to ride with you. And so he said, he was thinking to himself, well, I don't know if that's really, you know, <laughs> if that's how you do things, you know, <laughs> you're just going to ride with me. But he let him ride with him and he bought this sheriff to Christ, riding every day with him. He wasn't getting paid for this, y'all. He was, but he knew this man needed, I was thinking to myself. This shows the compassion of Christ. It shows what God can do if we walk out what God wants us to walk out, the love of God. There's, you know, the world tries to tell us there's somebody so far away from God, so off, so such a sinner, such, such a bad person. But there's nobody that's out of the realm of God's love changing their life. The power belongs to God. And if we re realize that that power is on board for our neighbors, for our friends, for the people on our job, that power is on board for people to be transformed and know Jesus Christ, if we would just remind ourselves, the power belongs to God. I don't have to do anything but tell people about God. And God said what? If I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw. The power belongs to God. I just lift him up. I just lift him up by my testimony, by the, the word of God that I know. We make it so hard, but if I just lift him up, everybody in here, you got a story of what God has done for you. You got a place of where God saved you, where God healed you, where God watched over you. Everybody's got a story. And God says, just lift up your story. Just tell somebody your story. Just tell somebody how he kept you. Just tell somebody how he bought you from darkness to light. Just tell somebody how you used to be, but I'm not that way anymore. Praise God, a great change has come over me. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. And he said, all you got to do is lift him up. And he'll draw all men unto him. In, in the chapter that says that um, Satan, how he talks and talks is one thing we've got to learn. He does talk, but we don't have to listen. He talks, but we don't have to listen. And we need to make sure that we have a power word to combat every negative word of the enemy. In 2 Peter, it says this, 1, 3, and 4. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things. All things are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory. You guys, all things. When we come to God, God has given us all things. All things that we need. Everything that we need, everything, everything that we need is on board. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Everything that we need is on board. And God has given us all things. 
his divine power is within us. In 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 Acts it says, and he we shall receive the power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon us. We shall receive power. And I say this over and over with no disrespect to our prayer language. It's bigger than speaking in tongues. It's bigger than the sound. There has to be some accent. It's bigger than the sound. And if we're not careful, we get caught up on the sound. And I can speak in tongues. And I, 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 but speaking in tongues with no power represented, it means nothing. It makes a mockery of the Holy Spirit. It's speaking in tongues, yes. Prayer language, yes. It's given to me to know that I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. But also for man, there should be an action with that power. My life should be changing. My talk should be changing. My walk should be changing. There should be a change. A change has come over me. Come on. And I should be excited about it. And most of us, um, one of the things I see, this bah humbug, boring spirit in the house of God and in Christian's life. Because we've lost the excitement of the old man being changed. Some of you just, just a little thought of that old man, a little thought of the man that I used, the girl that I used to be. There's an excitement that should be resting on the people of God, but we've gotten so used to that we forgot how much that old man stole from us. How much it took from us. How ooky we were. How I didn't even like me when I looked in the mirror. I didn't like her. But because... Because of God, I can look in the mirror and see the goodness of God. And because I can see the goodness of God, there's a joy that comes over my heart that thank God I'm not what Thank God. The person that I used to be. And I'm excited. And I'm glad. And it's not just the same when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And it's not just the same. It's, it's real when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. When I think that if he had left me in the state that I was in, I would have lost everything. Husband, kids, health, mind. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the church of the living God, how much cheerleading we have to do in the house of God to pump up, to, 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 to shake up, to remind that God. When I think about that, it lets me know the toehold that the enemy has on our minds.
that he could but for a second make us forget what God has done. From where God has bought me. God, Johnny, how he's kept us. How he's kept us. Kept us. Kept us. You know that my mind, my mind was so suicidal for a long time. My mind was so suicidal that I could literally go across. And I don't, it's not Deception Pass, but it's over there. You know, the, the, it's the bridge that you can look over and see the, the, uh, there you go, casino. And you know how it goes up like that? I could literally have to fight the enemy that would tell me to take my car and just drive off of that. And let me tell you something. And there was no fear. When the enemy was telling me it, it was like, you should have dread about something like that. But the enemy was making it seem like it would just be easy. Just drive over the top of this bridge and you're gone. You're with Jesus. So when I tell you, when I think of the goodness, and when you see me, when I come in the house of the Lord, and my hands is up, and I'm waving my hand, it ain't no joke for me, it's no pretending for me, it's nothing. That if I but let my mind, let my mind go to the left. You know how Pastor David says, well, the airplane got to stay on course, that if it just veers a little bit, you'll be way off. I know that. That without Jesus, my mind. But because of Jesus, he gave me a life worth living. And you guys, and I don't even, like, in, in my life, you know, when I look, don't, sometimes people are like, I don't know why you would think that or what, because I don't know why I would think it either. So I just, I just want to let some of y'all know that might be thinking like you don't know why or that's unheard of. It's unheard of to me. I don't know why I thought it either. But the devil, but the devil, he talks. And if you don't shut him down, I don't care how wise you think you are. I don't care how smart you think you are. The enemy is smarter than your flesh. I would think sometimes there's nothing that bad going on in my life. What's going on here? But if you listen to the enemy, the enemy will have you doing things that you look back and wonder, what in the world? Come on. What in the world was I thinking?